nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Rolling, yeah. bro. Oh. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 241, October 8th, 2019. It was 87 degrees on this day in 2010 and 23 degrees on this day for a low in 1876. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchere. Uh, and an additional note on these uh, temperatures, the uh, last 90 of the year is coming up this week. Mm. The last 90 that will close out this season. In the record book. Okay. October 10th, I believe, will be the last 90 of the year. And then just because I'm a complete nerd, I, I looked up what would be the first 90 of the year, and I think it was uh, it's April 15th. Wow. Yeah. So it's old. really early. That was uh, set recently because of <laughs> global warming, I suppose. I w- wondered yesterday how Greta Thunberg uh, got from the East Coast to where she is now up in the Dakotas, North mm-hmm. Dakota. And I maintain that I think that's a germane thing to wonder because she has made her, her uh, uh, travel uh, crucial to her message, uh, disdaining flights, for example, and uh, I got, we have such great listeners. I got the, uh, I got the answer uh, from Tim. Arnold Schwarzenegger arranged for Greta Thunberg to have a Tesla Model 3 ferry her to various protest events around the U.S. and Canada this month. I hope that Schwarzenegger explained to the high school student that the electricity that charges electric cars is generated primarily from coal, oil, and natural gas. It does not just magically appear from a wall socket. Uh, critics also have pointed out that Thunberg's yacht cruise across the Atlantic re- required the boat's crew to fly back and forth. Uh, we've we've cited that before, right. and I, I'm not bothered by that. I'm just I, I just don't want to be lectured to by hypocrites. Right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and fly. You're not hurting the earth. So here's the piece. It's from Car and Driver. Yeah. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and teenage climate activist Greta Thunberg may be unlikely buddies, but if you look at them simply as a pair of Europeans who share a strong interest in climate change, it starts to make sense. In fact, the actor confessed that he was starstruck at meeting Thunberg in May, and now he has arranged for the 16-year-old to have an electric car uh, to use uh, at her various protest events around the U.S. and Canada. Uh, there's a, it's a, uh, a Schwarzenegger spokesman told Car and Driver that Arnold had asked the young activist to call if she needed anything. Since she needed help arranging transportation around North America, he volunteered to help arrange for her to get a more climate-friendly EV during her stay. Now the spokesman said, thanks to Schwarzenegger's assistance, Greta can travel fully electric through the U.S. and Canada. Uh, Schwarzenegger has an electric Hummer, apparently. 
Hmm. But he he didn't uh, offer her that. Coincidentally, Um, unlikely pairing. And I asked a reporter from the Bismarck Tribune to to get to the bottom of this. I never heard from that reporter, but our emailers have come through. Coincidentally, I got a piece from Jesse Steiner about a a take on electric cars. Uh, They're they're not as user-friendly as we're told they are. How so? Uh, If you really intend to adopt electric vehicles, you you have to face certain realities. A home charging system for a Tesla requires 75-amp service. The average house is equipped with 100-amp service. On our small street, approximately 25 homes, the electrical infrastructure would be unable to carry more than three houses with a single Tesla each. For even half the homes to have electric vehicles, the system would be wildly overloaded. This is the elephant in the room with electric vehicles. Our residential infrastructure cannot bear the load. So as our genius elected officials promote this nonsense, not only are we being urged to buy these things and replace our reliable, cheap generating systems with expensive new windmills and solar cells, but we will also have to renovate our entire delivery system. This later investment will not be revealed until we're so far down that dead-end road that it will be presented with an oops and a shrug. Uh and it goes on to point out that, you know, these ranges of 270 miles, if, if in fact Greta Thunberg, and I'm not picking on this child, I just find her mode of transportation to be terribly germane to her activism, which is all I'm interested in. How has she been getting around? Right. Well, if she did take a Tesla 3 from the East Coast to North Dakota, my God, that had to take a long time. Like taking a train in You have to stop and plug it in every... Like uh, the, the guys on uh, Top Gear. Mm-hmm. And that brought to mind the, uh, the the little game that a lot of us like to play with our gas gauge. Mm-hmm. And it's on E, but I only have 10 miles to go. Yeah. Yeah. I just did it this morning. Should I... What, what do you do with an electric vehicle? Say you get 270 miles. Do you start thinking about it at 200? Yeah. Kenny, you missed you, it yesterday. You take it up to 265. A police chase in California... I, had to end because the cops Tesla ran out of juice. <laughs> did, it, did it have like the cell phone battery too? Yeah, it turned yeah. into flash. One so, of the uh, one of the Metro Transit bus lines in town is run solely by electric buses, mm-hmm. and they recently, here in the last few days, had to replace all those electric buses with diesel buses because they're having a problem with the charging system and they can't charge these electric buses. We've discussed this before, but the true miracle of energy is the amount of energy produced by one gallon of gasoline it's just extraordinary uh, and this must be a canadian post that i'm reading because it says a gasoline powered car you can get one for about 25 grand while the chevy volt which is no longer even being made is oh, 46 stopped? grand so the canadian government wants oh. loyal canadians not to do the math but simply pay twice as much for a car that costs more than seven times as much to run and takes three times longer to drive across the country so, uh, Greta, uh, I, I think I have the answer. You and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger hooked up, and you uh, you were being ferried about in a Tesla. So do you need 200 amp service to charge these Teslas and these electric cars? Well, Is I thought it said 75, 75. amp. Okay. Which a house has, right? Most, most houses have 100 amp 100 service. 100 amp, yeah. So the point of that is, though, what if everybody plugged in a Tesla right, in their 100-app service? You'd blow the current? You'd overload it? That's what I'm, yeah, I'm just reading this for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and that's only one car. Most people, what, have two cars. 
And depending on your home, if it's a new home and you're using a, uh, a heat pump system, then you have 200 amp service. But that's still not the norm. Tom Lyman weighing in from Witheridge, Devon, UK, mm. uh, linked me to a piece that appeared in the Daily Mail. Two minutes and 20 seconds, two minutes, 20 seconds, two minutes, 26 seconds into this tape, Joe Biden gives the OK sign in front of the press. No one commented about it. And there's, mm. there's Uncle Joe doing <laughs> We thought, we learned the other day, we can't use that anymore. I'm pushing back on that. I, I am too. I, I don't know that I've used it that frequently. And, and now, Rook, I have a sad note. You knew the fellow known as the Candleman. Yeah. He died. What? Tom Tom? Tom Borboom. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, Joe, I wanted you to know that uh, frequent listener and caller Tom Borboom, known known on the GL show as the Candleman, passed away Saturday, September 28th at age 60 at his lake home near Glenwood, Minnesota. Tom was a true GLer. He had common sense, conservative beliefs, and owned a successful business that took him in his car all over Minnesota and the Dakotas while driving from one customer to another. He always listened to you in the afternoon and most recently on your podcast. I, uh, I am, was a friend of Tom and his wife, Colleen, and she asked me to let you know that he had passed after a long fight with cancer. Know that uh, he thought the best uh, best of you, and, and he had met you a few times at uh, GL events, and uh, hail the flashlight king, writes Ann Mueller. Thank you, Ann. That's very nice. And, and uh, He was a really nice guy, and he collected, uh, he went around to the churches that had their unused candles, mm-hmm. and he was very charitable. He would go, and they would he would melt them in new candles, and people would sell. He was just a really classy guy, and he was a huge garage logician. I met him out in the parking lot here. All I know is he ago. once gave me a dozen of Pro V1s. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's Thank all you, you need to know. God bless you. Yeah. How long ago did he? Would he call in? Because I don't remember this at all. Uh, we talking? This was off the air. This so was he off recycled the air. candles. Yeah, he he, he he was in a can. He made candles for a he, living. He made he made candles. So and it was a really a neat treat. He got candles from the uh, White Earth Reservation, which my uh, mother in law and, and uh, wife's family is from. And he gave me. He set those aside. And so for her, when she passes, I'm going to melt them down and burn the candle at. Uh, just something neat. And finally, Andrew in Rochester writes, I am in need of a ruling from the desk of the mayor. You have been fervent about people not traveling to see fall colors because the colors come to you. While this makes sense in terms of south to north travel, I was wondering what the ruling would be about travel from east to west or west to east. In Rochester, we are certainly enjoying the fall colors. However, the scenery here is relatively generic when compared to the scenery of the Mississippi River Valley. What is your stance on traveling laterally? for more picturesque locations to enjoy the fall color, since the leaves in those areas would change at the same time as one's home location. Well, that's really breaking it down. Well, he's got a good point, and he brought up something I was dealing with uh, yesterday. The fall colors up north for my east-to-west drive on I-94, they end at St. John's. That's the last picturesque valley. Then what happens? Everything between St. John's and Minneapolis, yeah, green. Nothing. Dark okay, brown, I guess my ruling is. I guess my ruling is, those colors east and west of you would not necessarily come to you. You'd have to go to them. <laughs> in a right? rare exception. So, it's uh, Andrew and Rochester, you you have my uh, ruling. You may travel to your heart's content. Yes, uh, John. I know that you're always asking for my music expertise. Oh God! I think that's a song <laughs> waiting to happen. Which one? A Bob Dylan tune. The leaves are a changing. 
get it? The times are We're going to come back here in a moment. That's a pretty good idea. We're going to come back here in a moment and discuss moose. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Is this new Dylan Height? This is new Dylan Height. Wonderful. I'm, uh, hold on, I'm looking through the coffeegrounds.com menu of coffee that I need to order. I've uh, pretty much consumed all the coffee I ordered a few weeks ago. And, oh, here it is, French roast. I think I'm going to buy, I'm just going to say, give me $100 worth of French <laughs> roast uh, because I really, really love French uh, roast in addition to the many GL blends we have over at thecoffeegrounds.com. And, and let me tell you something. If you were one of the folks that came out to the Minnesota State Fair and purchased one of those crabby coffee shop mugs, you are absolutely forbidden to put grocery store icky floor dry coffee in that mug. I will personally come to your house and I will repossess it. You've got to up your game. Get over to thecoffeegrounds.com. You can uh, do it online or you can go right to Eau Claire. Their blends, I promise, will change your life forever. Garage Logic, like, like I uh, said, we have a number of blends. And now, in addition to the Krabby Coffee Shop blend and the GL blend, thecoffeegrounds.com is offering the Spoon Lake blend and the Johnny Height guitar blend, which is a decaf. The Spoon Lake blend, that's a work blend. I, I bring that into work and that's what I drink here. Uh, Germans, you. You guys, you drink a lot of beer, don't you? You know a lot about cars and beer, and for that, I respect you. And the CoffeeGrounds.com started their Oktoberfest celebration a couple of weeks ago, and they did it by releasing five new German beers. So if you're in the area, get over there. But they have more than beer, more than coffee. They have everything, beer, cigars, a full-service restaurant, everything a person could ever need. If you're rolling down I-94 through the land of cheese, pop into the Coffee Grounds in Eau Claire. They're located just a half a mile north of 94 and Southtown Drive. Say hi to Eric and Julie and thank them for being part of the GL family. Have you stopped in there yet, Suchi boy? Uh, no, but I'm going to. Uh, Next time you I, drive on a to Chicago sh- trip, yes. I intended to, uh, but things came up and was not able to. Yeah, that's not a good excuse. No, it isn't. It isn't. <laughs> Next time you go by, you it's need terrible. to stop in. Today, wouldn't today be a wonderful day to drive oh, over there on the back road? Go oh, yeah, look at the leaves. Top perfect. down. Well, that'd be going east, that's uh, true. east west. It'd be, be okay. <laughs> Say, just as the we were told uh, repeatedly over the last five years to ten years ago that uh, Lake Superior was drying up. Uh, due to this uh, climate change, we also have been told over that same period that moose were not surviving in the boundary waters. Mm-hmm. And I googled uh, moose boundary waters climate change, and I can come up with hundreds of articles. I specifically remember that the Star Tribune uh, had a number of them. They were on the front page. The moose are are dying. Uh, I picked this one from. Uh, what's this one from? This is from uh, Climate Wire. It's uh, May 18th, 2012. Rapid climate change turns Northwoods into Moose Graveyard. And it goes on to uh, tell us these dire things uh, about the poor moose. Only to have it appear today on the front page of the Star Tribune that there are so many moose. How many many moose are are there? So many moose on Isle Royal that a hunt has been proposed. Wow. A moose hunt. Little uh, lottery like. So, I called uh, Rolf Peterson. He's a professor at Michigan Tech. I believe we've had him on before. 
Uh, unfortunately, I was only able to leave messages okay. for him. But I, I think I can. I think the the uh, five of us can come up with the answer to this. Uh, climate change is a non-factor. It hasn't affected moose. Right. Mm-hmm. Predators have affected moose, especially in Minnesota. It's it's the survival of the calves, from mm-hmm. what I understand. The moose are still giving birth, but the calves are not surviving. And if, from what I understand, it's wolves and bear. Well, there aren't enough wolves on Isle Royal to control the population of the moose. Right. So the moose are having a field day. Right. They're they're gangbusters. They're they're eating everything in sight and and now this has people concerned. Uh, while predator wolves are being shipped to the Lake Superior Island to better balance the ecosystem, some Michigan lawmakers because that's a Michigan piece of real estate. Some Michigan lawmakers are now pushing back for a faster way. They want they want hunting to control the moose. Uh, This uh, proposal comes about a year after the Park Service began the controversial move of introducing more wolves to the island, bringing the wild canines in for Minnesota, Canada, and the park's home state, Michigan. At its low point, the island had only two wolves. Now there are 17. Uh, And the moose have gone from, uh, where's the number of the moose? Oh, it's really, really jumped. It's it's up around a couple of thousand now, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah, it went from 50 to a couple thousand. It's a nice comeback. The point is... uh, why do we keep getting sold this climate change BS? 515 to 2060. Where is that in the story? Why uh, am I not seeing first, for the Before the jump. That's right, before, oh, before the, the jump. Before the jump, yeah. All right. <clears throat> and that happened over eight years. Isn't that something? Boy, that is a breeding orgy. 515 to 2060. Or, or maybe it is climate, and the climate's just a lot different on Isle Royal. Than it is in the BCWABBWABCBA. But what you. About 100 miles, it could be a different climate. Okay, but what you have said with all of these climate studies, et cetera, they, they never go back to say we were wrong. Here's evidence that they were wrong about, well, the wolf population, the moose population. It's. The wolves, I, the wolves have had their way with moose in northern Minnesota, right? Boy, have yes. they. Yeah. Yeah. And then now you so these so the, the moose are no dummies. They they say See you know you what we're going to get a little place over here on Isle Royal because <laughs> <laughs> there's very few wolves. And the next thing you know, there's two thousand moose. Well, the, where, where is the how does the climate factor into that? The answer is it doesn't. Right. I don't see that it does in either location. No, it doesn't. You, you can't tell me that you're losing wolf. Uh, losing moose in northern Minnesota because of climate change, only to discover that about 100 miles due east, the moose are thriving on Isle Royal. Right. I think the main problem is man trying to c- control the population of animals. Yeah, I do too. And, I, I don't know where to be on that. And we're, Well, it, it's, it's a tough one. We're also seeing a, a big issue with deer too, the deer herd. We now have so many deer that they have diseases that are they're passing yeah. around. Because, oh, it's a dreadful situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hunting was not specifically allowed in Isle Royal National Parks authorizing legislation. Right. It has been authorized in some parks legislative okay. uh, activity, but it never was uh, for Isle Royal. So you'd uh, you'd have to have some legislative and governmental uh, uh, respite from that. Uh, Picture this. Isle Royal is 134,000 acres. Yeah. That's about the size of Leech Lake. No roads either. No roads. So uh, you'd have to really bring in some some big-time uh, 
Here's a, here's a quote from Rolf Peterson. You're out on an island in the middle of Lake Superior with no refrigeration. A whole moose would weigh a half a ton, said Rolf Peterson, a Michigan Tech professor and longtime researcher of wolves and moose on the island. Uh, and then you have, uh, uh, I found some really odd uh, sentiments here by several uh, politicians. Uh, uh, Johnson, let's, let me find Johnson. Excuse me. There's so many of them here. Uh, you're talking about a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to go on a moose hunt, said Republican Representative Steve Johnson, one of the resolution sponsors. It's really a win-win-win. Uh, and I'm assuming, again, that would be a Michigan uh, Republican representative. I'm sorry, a Canadian uh, Republican representative, because you're dealing with a Canadian property right. here. Uh, and then you get Rolf saying, man, that'd be one hell of a hunt. Johnson said Congress could enable hunting on the island, and the lack of roads and resources is what would make it attractive to some hunters. I've gone hunting in Alaska, and there are no roads either, Johnson said. That's what makes uh, for a fantastic hunting experience. It's a true wilderness experience. Several skilled hunters could be assigned a single permit and would be responsible for gutting and skinning the animals and packing the meat out. He maintains that it wouldn't be much different from wildlife managers shooting a, a handful of moose last year and leaving the carcasses for wolves. Uh, Michigan Democrat Representative John Churkin, I guess he's our Michigan uh yeah, and I Wait a minute. This is a this is a Michigan island. Did I keep saying it's a Canadian? It's Michigan, isn't it? No, I, I think we established that. Everybody knows that. It's Michigan, right? Uh, well, I mistakenly earlier said Canada. Oh, it's it's Michigan. Yeah. These are these are Michigan legislators. I'm, right. I'm quoting. And this guy you're about to quote, I have a I have a problem. Well, so with do this, I. Let me this, get to this it. Quote here. Michigan Democrat Representative John Churkin, a hunter who endorses. The resolution argued hunting is less traumatic for moose than death by wolf. How would you like six wolves chasing you down in the forest and eating you alive, Churkin said. The hunters are more humane. They'd be, they'd be more humane than a pack of animals taking down a moose. Wow. You moron. That's how it works. Thank you. That's nature? how it works in nature. Thank you. There's nothing humane about Hey, fellas, let's take it easy on Gary. Yeah, hey, plus, God. Plus, those... Are you that, kidding me? That pack of wolves taking down that moose is teaching the rest of the mooses... That's right. ...survival instincts. Here's a, here's a, here's a Michigan Democrat arguing that... Yeah, he's, he's an idiot. He's worried about how the moose will die. Yeah, yeah, he's a moron. Would we rather have... Well, you, how would you like to be chased down by six wolves? Well, Ooh. the answer, Ron, is I would not. John? Would you, would you rather be shot? What, chase down no, by six I don't like bullets. either option for me. <laughs> the bullets are quicker. So what he's saying is you're safer going downtown Minneapolis with your cell phone out yes. uh, as yes. opposed to being in the woods. Yeah, that guy's an idiot. That's uh, that's a silly sentiment for really an adult is. male to have or it, an adult female. Well, really is. welcome to politics. It's just They're incredible. Children. It's just incredible. You know, a wolf uh, exists to chase moose. They yeah. love to. Mm -hmm. Then they eat them. So they don't play cards? No. Okay. No. That's how they that's how they function. They like to get a moose, <laughs> have cards. a big meal, and then start chasing another moose. They travel whole, as a pack. This whole wildlife population control thing. It's 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 just a spiral. You know, the they didn't have moose, so they introduced moose. Now the moose are out of control. Now they don't have wolves, so they're introducing wolves. And they have to get wolves from all over everywhere so they don't have any inbreds running around there. And it's just one disaster after another. But all you have to do to put your mind at ease is uh, realize that five years ago, the front page of the Star Tribune told us the moose were victimized by man-made uh, climate change. And then today, the front page story is 
There's so damn many moose on Isle Royal that we're proposing to shoot them. Mm-hmm. There comes the humility. I'm the greatest. <laughs> That's right. Sure took you long enough. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't want to stop. I expected that right away. I was thinking about imitating him. I thought, no, I better not. <laughs> Timing. If right. you really want to open up a can of worms, get into the whole wolf uh, endangered species BS that we have going on in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. We're not not allowed to what shoot. What was that? What, weren't we uh, when you were doing the outdoor show? Wasn't that they the big open, talker? They opened the season up, and then yeah. the the lefties got to a judge, and the judge put them back on the list. And now they're a serious problem everywhere, and they've moved as far south as I ninety four. We're wow. seeing them in my neighborhood. Apparently, the uh, what it, what has the activists concerned about the plentiful moose is that the moose are destroying the ecology of the island. They're decimating balsam fir, water shield plants, and other park vegetation. Yeah. Which well, you will... can't, you know, you're playing God here, and that yeah, doesn't right. work. Exactly. It just doesn't work. You know what? Let God play God. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you wait the ice freezes? Some, some wolves will say, I'm hearing there's really good pickings on Isle Royale. <laughs> right. And they'll trot right over Come there and now. take care of everything for you. A steak on every plate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing, though. Come on. The, just to keep up with the contradictory nature of the news is is hard to do. Uh, Boy, yeah, it's endless. Lake Superior dying. Lake Superior in September, record high. Well, <laughs> okay. what about all the goofballs in New York City today? Are you guys keeping up with that? No, oh, help the me. The climate rebellion. Was oh, this oh, the extinction rebellion? Yeah, we sprayed blood on the Wall Street Bull this morning. <laughs> uh, so, it's, it's, so it's capitalism yeah, that's under at, attack. I keep telling photo. you this has nothing to do with the environment. Mom and Dad, I want you to meet Tim. We're going to go to New York yeah, and fight for climate change. These people are insane. Well, the whole notion of, of turning this into some theological pursuit is what's insane. Uh, and these kids... Carrying on in New York City today, they're not even theological about it. They're just rabble rousers. I only just discovered this this morning because. Do you guys follow Zuby? He's a. I don't know Zuby. I know your yes. your, your kid. I do. No, uh, is a fan of his music. He's a great follow on Twitter. Yeah. He's a really he's a, he's a GL guy. Yeah. He's he's really good. Never heard of him. Okay. You like Zuby? Never Zuby, heard of him. Zuby do? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, Extinction Rebellion. The mm-hmm. radical arm of the climate change protest movement. Uh, two weeks of planned protests designed to shut down dozens of cities right. around the Which world. has nothing to do with the environment. Here's nothing the tweet. At all. The blood here represents the blood of all life. Already <laughs> lost and soon to be lost to climate and ecological catastrophe. Welcome to day one of the rebellion. <laughs> How you doing, Joe? <laughs> Well, it's it's just so frustrating to to apply common sense to this because you are applying common sense to a group of people who don't know what common sense is. Yeah, yeah. You are what you are arguing with them based on logic and common sense, and they have they are uh, locked in a belief where of an alternative reality. They don't know what reality is, so it's very hard to argue with these people because their arguments are never based on. On truth, facts, and facts. Their arguments are based on emotion, or and even, they they've got it pretty much in their heads that capitalism has to end. And this, and you're fooling yourself if you think this has anything to do with the environment. Nothing. Not to mention the environment's okay. Lake Superior is healthy, and there's so many damn moose on Isle Royal that we got to shoot them. <laughs> even though you were told two different things within five years. <laughs> 
Uh, Zuby, your guy on Twitter, has a uh, uh, a poll. Which one has is a greater threat to humanity? This is perfect. Feminism or climate change? <laughs> feminism. I'll vote for feminism. I'll, I'll do that one. Then. Say, put these dates on your calendar, please. October 24 through November 2nd. It's coming up. The great R.F. Moeller's 10th annual watch event. It will travel between their three stores starting in Highland Park at Ford and Cleveland in St. Paul, October 24 through the 26th, and downtown Minneapolis in Gavaday, October 29th and 30th. And it wraps up at the Edina store, 50th in what? France. What is it? Halloween through November 2nd. Moeller has a remarkable selection of watches. This event features the widest in-store selection of the year of the most prestigious brands. During the event, they'll pay the sales tax on almost every watch brand they carry. Plus, you'll get a free watch winder with the purchase of any new automatic watch. That's $175 value. It's also a great opportunity to trade in your watch toward a new watch. Uh, I'm going to be taking advantage of this because I got three people I got to leave a watch to. And I only have two nice watches, so I got to get another one. You better go. I'm find serious. A, I'm going to do, and I'll, if I'm going to get one, it's going to be a molar. You need to get Ricey in on this. You need I to go need to the a DA. battery and a box of eleven watches and need a battery. You guys, just do half. Between the two of you, you've been married about two hundred years, right. and neither one of you had the answer. Just put the batteries in the 11 watches and shut her up. Well, my God. He, he, Why would you want to argue something <laughs> this dumb? I would like dumb? to debate. She wanted to debate. I, I, they're arguing and yelling at right. each other. Just put the batteries in the watches and <laughs> you know on what? to the next item. Kenny, it stems from boredom. <laughs> R.F. Moeller Jeweler, 50th in France in Edina, Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis, online at rfmoeller.com, October 24 through November 2nd. What? And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Suchere. This is very, uh, what's the bump you used to, we used to play? This is very Moby Grape to me. My kid playing with his effects again, apparently. Yeah, he really is. I, I was love thinking this. cars. Doesn't it have a little cars to it? Oh, no. Yeah, no, no. The cars at not, all in not, not at all? Not at all. Here's John Height. Why, thank you, Joe. That was his son on the bump. That is uh, everything. Drums, bass, guitars, everything. Yep. Pictures I, and catchers report in 127 days. Oh, Shut up, John. God. What a beautiful day for game four. Oh, well, wait a minute. Funny you should mention that, our guy Patrick. Yeah. He's got a big tweet, a picture of the sky. Yeah. He says, look at the azure sky. We've been blessed with another glorious day for game four of the ALDS at Target <laughs> If Field. only uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds didn't dive five minutes early. What was he doing? I have no idea. He dove five minutes early. He, What's he uh, doing diving into first anyway? No, I'm talking no. about trying to catch a ball no, in the outfield. Was, yeah, oh, I missed that yeah. one. Oh, he, so he, did he. he dove, so did he. Is the ball bounced where you are? He dove right here. He, <laughs> but then he, he gave you know it. The, he was like the guy who tried to launch himself to I score the basketball. I, I can believe I can fly. <laughs> he does a face plant on the outfield. The ball's 50 yards from him. Well, who is the ding dong that slid head first in Rosario's Rosario. People are always doing that. And he's. He, Comes skidding to a stop two seconds after the guy <laughs> like, caught the on. ball. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, anyway, the Twins' uh, season is over. The Yankees sweeping the series three games to none. John, oh, I recall. A, oh, go ahead. I, I have a funny memory of. Uh, remember Disco Danny Ford? Oh yeah. I have a funny memory of Dan Ford rounding third, being told to get back. 
hits the stomach slide and was 15 feet short of the bag getting back. He's <laughs> <laughs> reaching futilely for it. <laughs> Isn't that the great Earl Weaver story? Oh, Earl, why, there's many. Why are you walking Danny Ford? Because he thought it was uh, uh, the other guy? Royce, he's told oh, that story a million know. times. Yeah. Jim Palmer looks at him and says, why are you walking Danny Ford? Yeah. It was the wrong guy. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I neglected this yesterday. I'm glad Kenny handed me this. At the end of the day yesterday, I did a couple deaths. Uh, Ginger Baker and Rip Taylor. Yeah. Uh, Ed Ackerson. Uh, died over the weekend. Yeah, that's huge. I didn't yes. know. I didn't even know he had uh, cancer. Uh, nobody did. Apparently, Pete Townsend, when the Who was here, uh, announced, "Get better, please, Ed," on yeah. stage, and nobody knew he was sick. So at that point, Ed said, made an announcement on Facebook that he had cancer. Uh, he passed away last Friday at the age of fifty-four. If you're unfamiliar with Ed, fifty-four, fifty-four. Wow. Uh, he worked uh, with everybody here. He was a member of Polera, but he helped uh, produce, he helped engineer, he helped work on tons of records. There the Jayhawks, replacements, uh, pff, a million records. Extremely creative. Extremely. And everybody that ever worked with him said... Such an unassuming, know. gentle, mm-hmm. loving guy. Yeah. Soul Asylum. Uh, just, uh, yeah. Uh, Ed Ackerson, anyway, dead at the age of... 54. Had a studio right in his house that yes, was a, a world-renowned studio. Yep, and apparently he built that because he wanted to be around his kid. He didn't want. He said he didn't want work to take him away from. That's uh, pretty cool. Well, how would he have known? Kid. How would he have come into the focus of the Who? Did Townsend work with him? Uh, he oh, was. He was. Yeah, he was the real deal. He, he was, was world famous. He, he was really. Oh yeah, yeah he worked yeah. with. So he was a success. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh very, yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, did you see, guys see the weather uh, west of us? North Dakota. What are you going to tell us, Johnny? Well, it's 64 today, and it might get up to 70 today in in Bismarck. Yeah. Uh, Tomorrow and Thursday, three to six inches of snow in a winter storm. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So uh, that's great. With a lot of winds, daytime highs only around 30. Going to start hitting us on Friday. Yes. Parts of western Minnesota will see a part of that also. What causes um, the warmness and then the immediate snow? Is that people? Is that what you drive? If you drive a certain car, does that change it over to snow right away or how does that work yes okay <laughs> yes the answer is yes okay the minnesota uh, health department has confirmed that there are now two confirmed probable cases of people with respiratory illnesses in the state's medical cannabis program in an email a health department spokesperson said of minnesota's 61 cases listed as probable two are enrolled in the cannabis program both cases reported vaping illegal THC products. Those are what have been causing all the problems around the U.S. The health department uh, statement said of the 34 cases under review, we are currently aware of three who are patients in our medical cannabis program. However, we still need to get more information about those reports, and they may or may not end up as part of the outbreak. Didn't we just have a giant bust of people uh, shipping illegal we Stuff up here a, a couple fell, of days ago. Well, and new, a new Hope and our uh, New Hope and Coon Rapids. Yes. A guy in Coon Rapids yeah. had enough to you know supply the entire city. I think we did a we added it up uh, and it was a four four million dollars worth. Wow, street value. What's he going to be charged with? Because I mean, you buy those things for I think twenty five a piece. They sell them on the street for fifty uh, fifty, yeah. and we had the exact number of units he he had, yeah. and we did the math, and it was. Uh, it was in the millions. There was a picture on all the news stories. His garage had yeah. a 
It looked like a gigantic file cabinet full of all this stuff. And it's all the garbage with that bad toxin in it. Yeah. It's not the legit no. stuff from the legit companies. No, they put uh, well, lock them up, lock them up, fillers in. Yeah, lock I up. can't remember the toxin, but I think it's used in paint. That you paint cars. That's with. correct. Yeah. So, so Good And have you seen the masks that car painters yeah. wear now? Yeah, yeah they're well, like so. We're, people we're, are using those and inhaling that. Yeah, their lungs. So what That's did your good. report just say? Your report, what, is, what did that report that, just well, say? Well, basically what it means is people who are in the cannabis program, at least two or three of them, are also using illegal stuff besides the legal stuff that they're getting. All right. Two words for you dumb hippies. Gummy bears. Next door. <laughs> From the Star Tribune, tensions between Minneapolis city leaders and President Trump's campaign escalating. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you all a treat and read you all the headlines about this coming oh, up. Good. Okay. Oh. All the headlines. Campaign threatening to sue the city for trying to force it to pay $530,000. That's for not plausible, is it? I wouldn't think that so. That seems an outrageous amount. Uh, the uh, I don't know if you saw the other cities' figures. They were more. Uh, I got it all coming up, Johnny. Oh, you got it got all you covered. Up. You know what? Then how about I'm the kid mayor? Is the kid mayor going to come up? Then he's going to come up. Got oh, it. Yeah, he's part of that story. Trump's tweeting about him. So, well, both Fry and Trump are carrying on. It's just yes. amazing. A North Dakota man faces charges after police say he displayed a handgun after a dispute over political bumper stickers what? with another driver in Minnesota. Jeez. Oh, Morehead, Minnesota police say a woman reported she was driving Monday when a 27-year-old West Fargo man pulled up and began yelling about her sticker that supports Democratic presidential hopeful Elizabeth Warren. Authorities say he pointed to his bumper sticker supporting Republican President Donald Trump. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is an Jeez. SNL skit. Come on. After the man continued past police, they say he held up a gun and showed it to her inside his car. Well, that's doing your movement a lot of good, meathead. Mm-hmm. Police found the suspect, saw a box for a handgun inside his vehicle, found the loaded handgun in the center council. The man, who police identified as Joseph Schumacher, was jailed on suspicion of terroristic threats and having a loaded handgun inside a vehicle without a permit. He is due in court this afternoon. So he's going to prison. <sighs> well, I think so. Where, that's where he belongs. Trump administration barring Gordon Sondland, the U.S.-European Union ambassador, from appearing Tuesday before a House panel conducting the impeachment inquiry of President Trump. A statement from the envoy's attorney said Ambassador Sondland is profoundly disappointed he will not be able to testify. The president gave his version of why the envoy was blocked, tweeting, I would love to send Ambassador Sondland to testify, but unfortunately he would be testifying before a totally compromised kangaroo court. This all continues to be incomprehensible. Uh-huh. This all continues to demonstrate the point we made yesterday, that the political class lives on a rail separate from the rest of America. And we, as average Americans, who keep this whole thing running, we will never achieve clarity. We'll never achieve clarity, and it doesn't make any difference. It could be a Democratic president undergoing the same thing. It makes no difference. The government has created, however intentionally or unintentionally, so many layers of not secrecy, protection, that they have created the dynamic to continue to to pass the ball off to the next person without the buck never stopping anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's incomprehensible. And then it gets so far with time that it's just forgotten about. Mm-hmm. The uh, whole Syria-Turkey thing. In the thing. meantime, John, I'm sorry. Yeah. In the meantime. Uh-huh. And you never hear this. Uh-huh. What happened in the meantime? 
The federal budget deficit for 2019 yeah. is estimated at $984 billion, a 4.7% of gross domestic product and the highest since 2012, the Congressional Budget Office said Monday. The difference between federal spending and revenue has only ever exceeded $1 trillion four times in the period immediately following the global financial crisis. The deficit, which has grown every year since 2015, is $205 billion higher than it was in 2018. Have you ever heard any political aspirant even talking about it? Have you heard the president talking about it? Have you heard any member of Congress or Senate talking about it? Nope. Nope. Uh, Even televangelist Pat Robertson has joined the chorus of conservative critics who are going after President Trump's decision to pull U.S. forces out of northern Syria. Trump was slammed by many of his usual defenders on Monday after the White House announced the U.S. will allow for a Turkish military operation in the region. The president argued in a statement that Turkey will assume responsibility for all ISIS fighters captured in the region, many of whom were detained by Kurdish forces allied with America. Trump shot back at his critics on Twitter by defending his position while promising, and this is the only reason I use this story. It's an amazing, it's just amazing. It really is. Mm -hmm. Here is his tweet. If Turkey does anything that I, in my great and unmatched wisdom, consider to be off limits, I will totally destroy and obliterate the economy of Turkey. That sounds like the Wizard of Oz. Well, how funny you should mention that. I have a little song that may involve the Wizard of Oz with that. I, in my unmatched and great wisdom. Mm -hmm. Can you match that with any quotes from any of our other great uh, despots uh, in history? Well, yeah, with despots you can. Not with any presidents, though. Uh, oh, Mussolini, see. Gaddafi, uh, Gaddafi. Gaddafi. Uh, I think I made my point. Mm-hmm. Then. I see, Kenny. You're you're right. You I can't it. wait to check email tomorrow. Well, wait till I sing the song. I mean, no, <laughs> Chris. I know. I know. I know. And my only defense for him would be, he's got to be yanking our chain. He's well, got. I used be. to it's think bad, that he's goofing. I don't need. He's, go- he's goofing with here? us. Where do you Joey, want us to okay. begin? No, we, we talk to the doctor. You'll be okay. <laughs> get my classes on. No, they're going to be okay. You'll be all right. You'll be uh, fine. Pat Robertson, uh, you know, he's he's goofy himself. He usually defends the president, but he says here that uh, the president of Turkey, Erdogan, is a thug and a dictator. To say he's an ally of America's nonsense, he's in this for himself. Then he went on to say the president who allowed Khashoggi, that was the reporter, to be cut in pieces without any repercussions whatsoever is now allowing the Christians and Kurds to be massacred by the Turks. Yes, I've, I've wrestled with something on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life that has become apparent to me during the Trump presidency. Did, did we all ever think to ourselves that a president had this much power? It, it seems to be he's mm-hmm. doing whatever he wants to do with very little check and balance on him. Is he, though? Is he getting away with it? Or is he just? He's blo- threatening for sure. Is he just making a lot of noise? See, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't articulated yet uh, the the thought that's been developing with me. I just had no idea that the president had this much power. Well, I've always associated the pre- you know the the leader of the free world. I yeah. just think it's being displayed more now because we are so much more transparent in 2019 than we have been previously. And I did with tell you social media. I did tell you he'd be the most transparent president in history. You, yes, you, you did. Correct there. You yeah. know what he's doing, you know what he's thinking. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, don't you think perhaps if some of his 
members of his party would let him know when he straight, but none of them will. No, and, and, I, and I don't know why. Well, I, we might have stumbled on the answer yesterday. But yeah. they are with this issue, John. Well, they are. Lindsey Graham actually, yeah. <laughs> unbelievably, actually. Finally but we said stumbled something. on this answer yesterday—a possible answer—and yes. that is that as members of the political class, they so enjoy living on that privilege rail in that privilege rail that they can't see themselves giving it up. Even to the point of uh, their their integrity, they would sacrifice their integrity in order to continue living on that independent rail from the rest of us. Mm. Wow! Not that I'm a cons- you guys know I hate conspiracy theories, right? You, you know we that. don't go in for them much here, John. I, I don't, but I really think there's with some of them something going on that he knows about them that uh, they're not. Okay. I do. I'm you mean sorry. Some, some and Republican I'm members con- of uh, yes. legislation? And I am not a conspiracy guy. You guys know that I hate conspiracies. I, mm-hmm. All the ideas are stupid. Yeah, I was part of your and Kenny's JFK conversation it was. last week. Let me, I have a song here. I'm ready for Chris, it. Chris, you can answer all the emails on this one. <laughs> Thanks, John. And don't forward them to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to hear about them either. So, you know, they can, right. they can put it on Facebook or something if they don't like it. He tweeted, in my great and unmatched wisdom... Who does that? Yes, he sometimes comes off as someone who might wear a tinfoil hat. Does he think he's in the Wizard of Oz land? I think he looks a little too tan. <laughs> Gee, I'm glad the nuclear codes are in his hand. Is going to get inundated. Really is, inundated. Yeah. I'm sorry, Chris. That's all right. That's why God invented alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> well, not at work. That's true. Yeah. The uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation has confirmed Samuel Little's status as the most prolific serial killer in U.S. history. This is a disturbing Oof, story. It really is. Uh, the 79 year old Little has now confessed to 93 killings. 50 of which have been confirmed, all of which have been deemed credible by crime analysts across 37 cities in 29 states between 1970 and 2005. Did you guys see the photo of him in the jumpsuit in the mm-hmm. courtroom? Mm-hmm. It, even that was terrifying. I did see a funny tweet, if such a thing can be funny. Yeah. Technically, wouldn't he be the best mass murderer? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Technically, wow. yes. They're calling him the worst, but I mean, technically, uh, very right. proficient. Yeah. But to read best? his reminiscence about oh, yeah. uh, particular murders that just yeah. delighted him yeah. is very disturbing. There's evil in the world, boys. There is evil in the world. During his active years, Little preyed on people who live on the margins of society, prostitutes, drug addicts, and other vulnerable <sighs> women who would not, he thought, be a priority in terms of police time. Little himself was a drifter. He was born in Ohio, frequently traveled between states, picking up victims from Georgia to Nevada. California and Florida were his favorite hunting grounds. About 20 of his victims killed in the L.A. area alone. FBI now is asking anyone who might have any info to help prove Little's unconfirmed confessions to contact the agency, uh, which is quite easy. 1-800-CALL-FBI. How old is he? 79. 79. Well, that means we'd have to feed him for another 10 years, maybe. Somebody shoot him. He is a bit infirmed, as, as I understand but it. I don't understand the quote, though. They said that they're, they want other people to come forward for other... Well, why wouldn't he have... Con- if he already confessed well, to... He, he confessed to all of them, but they've only been able to confirm 50. He's confessed oh, to 93. Sorry, so there's part. 43 where they don't have confirmation of his Where they, He probably doesn't even know who these people are. Yeah. Wow. All right, Johnny, thank you. You bet. Uh, Very disturbing. Very disturbing. (laughs) We'll be back in a moment.
Ricey here with the Canopy Group Facts. Number one, the Canopy Group writes more new business in one month than a captive insurance agent writes in three years. How is that possible? Let's share other facts to answer that question. Number two, the Canopy Group offers 16 different insurance companies, not just one. Number three, the Canopy Group offers combined single limit coverage, not split limit coverage. Number four, the Canopy Group offers only one one deductible at claim time, not two or three or four or more. Number five, at renewal, the Canopy Group shops your insurance with their 15 other companies every year. Captives can't do this because they have only one company. So if you have your insurance with one of the captive agents, remember they don't have any other options for you. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. It's Reavers here for one of our new proud supporters of the Garage Logic podcast, 30 Bales Restaurant, right there in downtown Hopkins. Yep, 11th and Main Street, downtown Hopkins. Now, here's the deal. Todd and Tom, they are the longtime local owners of that establishment, and they are huge, huge fans of Garage Logic. It's a great spot for both dinner and, most importantly, for lunch. If you're in the area, stop in. My wife and I, we took our boys out there for dinner a couple of weeks back. What a fantastic spot. I'm, I'm not joking. It's a well-thought-out, chef-driven, locally-sourced, scratch-Midwest kitchen. It's not just a great place for dinner. I'm telling you, it's a be- it's the best spot for lunch. Also, hey, if you're in the mood, happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m., Tuesday through Friday. $6 wines, $5 all-tap beer. They also have $3 select tall boys. I went with the Deschutes Fresh Squeeze IPA because... Pfft, I'm not a dummy. That's my favorite beer out there right now. Uh, pork, pork sliders, walleye tacos, hand-cut steak skewers. I'm telling you, they have such a fantastic menu, and it's really thought out. I had the Big Blue Bacon Burger. That is a fantastic uh, burger made with local blue cheese, thick-cut bacon on a grilled ciabatta roll. You can get it with Cajun seasoning and spice it up a little bit, but I'm a wimp, so I declined to do that, of course. A great patio. We've got a couple of nice days here before it starts to snow. <clears throat> Sorry, I said the S word. Uh, also... A great weekend brunch. It's a perfect spot to go before a show at the Stages Theater or the Hopkins Center for the Arts. They're going to take a reservation either on Open Table or you can call the restaurant. 952-930-0369 or check them out online right now at 30bales.com. Free parking right behind the restaurant. It's the critically acclaimed 30 Bales restaurant in downtown Hopkins. And make sure you tell them that Reavers from Garage Logic sent you in today. Center. Thursday night. Here are the here are the headlines as of today. These are just today's, today's headlines. Okay. Trump campaign says Minneapolis trying to make it pay for rally security threatens lawsuit. Controversy heats up over Trump's campaign rally in Minneapolis. Trump administration, colon, Minneapolis is trying to make campaign cover rally security costs. Organizers lay out Trump protest plans. There's more. Minneapolis mayor fires back after Trump campaign threatens to sue Target Center. Trump Trump blasts lightweight Minneapolis mayor as campaign threatens suit over massive rally security bill. And from NPR, who should cover the cost of President Trump's Minneapolis campaign rally? Let's start with the mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Fry. Uh, He is now in a Twitter war, apparently, Mm -hmm. with the president, right? And you know damn well, I... I've been around long enough to know that Fry is really having fun here because he's sticking this campaign for a 530 grand tab. Right. I don't find that a plausible uh, figure. 
but a, a half a million dollars for security for it's home. the prez. Yeah, I don't I don't buy it. It's either. the prez and maybe a little bit of added extra security because of the times we live in. Trump's campaign has threatened to sue AEG, the company that manages Target Center, after Minneapolis city officials charged a stunning $530,000 for rally security, which the Target Center said the campaign must pay if they want to use the venue. Trump signaled today that he still plans to show up, tweeting, somebody please tell the radical left mayor of Minneapolis that he can't price out free speech. Probably illegal. I stand strongly and proudly with the great police officers and law enforcement of Minneapolis in the great state of Minnesota. See you Thursday night. He tweeted earlier that the lightweight mayor is hurting the great police and other wonderful supporters. 72,000 ticket requests already. Dump, fry, and Omar. Make America great again. Okay, let's get cut to the chase. Who does pay for these things? I have no idea. Well, you're about to learn. It's us, isn't it? Uh, Eventually. The Minneapolis Police Department has canceled days off for its officers this week. This is from NPR. It's a very good story. Uh, The Minneapolis Police Department has canceled days off for its officers this week, and they're pulling in help from other departments, federal, state, and county law enforcement, as well as transit police and officers from the U of M. The extra staffing is needed for the rally Thursday evening, uh, where thousands of supporters and opponents of the president are expected to converge. The city of Minneapolis is preparing for a large crowd. The Target Center can hold 20,000, and several Facebook protest events have already attracted tens of thousands of people who are attending or interested in protesting outside of the rally. This isn't our first rodeo, said Minneapolis Police Department spokesman John Elder. Our eyes are wide open to the factors we may be facing. It's going to cost the city, but officials... This is the NPR. It's going to cost the city, but officials should not expect the Trump campaign to reimburse them. A recent investigation by the Center for Public Integrity found that the Trump campaign generally doesn't reimburse local governments for extra costs that result from his campaign rallies. His campaign has at least nine unpaid invoices from cities for extra costs totaling more than eight hundred and forty grand, according to the report. Trump raised $125 million for his 2020 re-election bid in the third quarter of this year alone. I think what NPR is suggesting there is that he certainly has the means yeah. to pay for the security. Trump does not have to pay the city back. The Federal Election Commission does not have any rules requiring campaigns to cover local costs, but some candidates do pay them. Senator Amy Klobuchar's campaign said there were private security officers and city police at her presidential campaign kickoff at Boom Island in Minneapolis in February, but the campaign reimbursed the city, uh, not only for the officers, but they reimbursed parking lot and park rental costs. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Democratic presidential candidate uh, Elizabeth Warren's campaign did not return requests for comment on whether they reimbursed the city of St. Paul for extra costs related to an August campaign rally. Uh, that was at uh, McAllister? Yes. Yep. Some cities don't even bother billing federal candidates for their visits. The city of Duluth did not invoice Trump after his campaign rally last fall because officials have been told in the past that they shouldn't expect to get any reimbursement from federal candidates. Uh, city spokesperson Kate Van Deel said that rally cost Duluth sixty nine grand. Rochester sent a bill to Trump for more than ninety grand for local costs for a campaign rally last October. Uh, according to the Rochester Post Bulletin, but city officials have not heard anything back. The Trump campaign will pay to rent the Target Center, which is owned by the city and managed by a private company, 
And a presidential visit brings people in from all over the state and neighboring states who could stay in hotels and eat at restaurants in downtown Minneapolis. So we're looking at it as some sort of economic incentive to have him. Okay. Well, there will it be is. a yeah, ton of people that will be downtown. City yeah. of Minneapolis Chief Financial Officer Mark Ruff said there's no way to know the total bill until after the event is over, but they aren't expecting to make money off the president's visit. We don't operate to make profits on these events, Ruff said. We have these kinds of facilities because they are overall a benefit to the public. Ruff also said the city has not decided yet how the cost of the visit will be covered. Costs to other cities have ranged from ten grand to hundreds of thousands of dollars. A Trump rally in El Paso, Texas, near the Mexico border earlier this year cost local officials nearly $500,000 for security and other costs. That rally attracted more than 20,000 people both inside and outside protesting the rally. Well, if the, if the El Paso, Texas was five hundred grand, I guess that makes the, the uh, Minneapolis figure of 552 plausible. Yeah. Plausible. Okay. Uh, it really doesn't matter who pays for it because you're either going to take it out of my right hand or my left right, hand. Right. All I know is my money is going right. soon to be departed. Well, I, my, what is your instinct on this? My instinct is pay the damn bill, Trump, or whoever. Or pay the bill, Elizabeth Warren. Pay that's, the bill, Amy. Apparently, Amy did. Pay the bill. It's your rally. That's part of the doing business. Right. You raised $125 million in the third quarter. You, why should the taxpayers of Minneapolis have to pay for this? No. That's my instinct. What am I missing? What you're missing is, so who's going to pay it? The Trump campaign, which apparently has a checkbook and a bank account. Well, but apparently they're not paying well, for no, what no, you they're said not. there. No, they're, I'm saying they should. They should, yes. But they're not the only ones. No, I, I didn't paid. say they're the only ones. But uh, I mean, would, if you went back and looked at uh, when Michelle and Barack gave the fist bump in the XL Energy Center, for all I know, the St. Paul taxpayers paid for that. But the st- are you saying that the stance that the camp, the presidential campaign is taking is your city is going to benefit greatly from me showing up there? Which is technically true. Well, the absence of a federal election commission rule would suggest that a campaign can get however creative it wants in justifying why they shouldn't pay. How much did the Super Bowl cost us? Oh, God. Was Wait, anybody no. bitching? Well, I don't Didn't know. Did Mayor Fry say, you know, Super Bowl, stay home? No, because they had to remember we read it on the air, the list of all the uh, things that, oh, that, yeah. that had to be provided Demands. for the NFL. And, that, and, and think of that, Kenny. That's, that's a week-long deal. This is one day. Two weeks ago in Dallas, I ran into uh, two Nigerian brothers, each of whom had well-maintained Chevy Suburbans, and they had their own little driving company set up and we used them to get around and go look at Dealey Plaza and whatever. And both, both said they worked the Super Bowl and they said they'll never be back here. It was just too cold. <laughs> <laughs> so they drove those rigs up here. Well, I don't know if they drove them up here or they were enlisted to come up here and drive rigs that were made available to them. Interesting. But they were very classy guys who have a hell of a business going. And, uh, they, they said, uh, too cold. It's just too damn cold. <laughs> well, they're from Nigeria, for God's right. sake. Well, Kenny and I were talking about, you know, should we go down there and do video and whatnot on Thursday? I said two brothers. I mean, they are biologically, they're brothers. Right. Two right. brothers. We, we know that. Cracker. All right. We understand. Yeah. <laughs> but Kenny and I were talking about going down there doing video. I, I got to I gotta tell you, it, it's going to be complete mayhem. You jackasses sent me to that convention in downtown St. Paul where yeah. I got tear gassed. What convention? Uh, the RNC. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Don't you remember what do you that? Mean? I didn't send you. Yeah, it was for your Why did show, I send you? and yeah. you made me go. I would have sent somebody that skill. 
Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, I would have sent wow. somebody who can report. Why would I have sent you? Sheesh. I owe the cops a favor. Kenny's, so, no, Kenny's so broken. Dumb. Yeah, he's broken at this point. I owe the cops so a favor dumb. for that 2008 thing. Why? Uh, you owe me a favor, you creep. Yeah. Thank you I for s- doing that. I spent my whole day <laughs> down there. It, it was nice. like 90 degrees, 100, 100% humidity. I got tear gassed, and now you're giving me the business. No, I thank you very much for that. I think that was a soft, uh, heartfelt. You uh, know, we all made sacrifices that day. I, I remember um, my obligations here at the station. I don't yeah. think I was with you guys in 08, uh, but I had to go to the Rage Against the Machine concert at uh, Target Center, Kenny. So I, I, I know what you uh I know what you went that through. That was the greatest rip-off St. Paul ever experienced because the minute that... They all went to Minneapolis. The they had a police escort to go spend their money in Minneapolis. <laughs> but I was outside during the night when things got a little rough. And I, you know, I was feeling my oats. And uh, I uh, got a little too close to the protesters. A couple of cops said, uh, Such, why don't you head that way? Why don't you yeah, just out of here. <laughs> That was a good call. That was a good call. That was a good call. <laughs> West 7th had to have done well, though. That No, no. I can tell you a great story about that. Really? Pat Mancini, so anticipating a windfall, oh, they blocked set up off. an out yard, uh, an outside courtyard, and he had a j- big Jack Daniels semi come in, and yeah. they were going to... And uh, no one was allowed access to oh, right. 7th Street. No oh. one could get to his restaurant. Right? Oh, you're no kidding. No one could get to his restaurant. I bet it was the same for Cosetta. Tommy yeah. Reed's, all those places. Oh, Nobody can get there. At, at McGovern's. Cost Mancini a fortune to do that. I bet. Wow, I didn't know that. So they, they sectioned off the whole street? Or how'd they, what do you they, mean? They, they it was, was locked. It was like being in impossible. a giant pen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's was, get back to the uh, subject at hand, and that is uh, my two cents worth are that uh, the campaign should uh, pay for these rallies. I think that's common sense approach. Wouldn't that be what you do in GL? Yeah, and that's yeah. why you're that's why you're raising money mm-hmm. to pay for those not just for placards or uh, or stuff they hand handouts at the uh, front door. Mayor Fry is only tolerant about things that Mayor Fry wants to be tolerant right. about. Politics not being one of them. This might seem uncharacteristic of me, but I've I don't think it is. Ellen DeGeneres seems to me like she's a good soul. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. It seems to me like she has her stuff together. Yes. Yep. And she was at, uh, she and, uh, what's her wife's name? Portia. Portia. She and Portia sat with uh, George H. Bush Mm -hmm. and his wife, Laura, Mm -hmm. at the Green Bay Dallas game Sunday. They were guests of uh, the Jones? Probably. Jerry Jones. But but did you see what happened? She violated the club's rules. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And she was taken to task. How dare you sit with a Republican? He's a war criminal. I I was just going to say, I just read a tweet two minutes ago said, that's not good when you sit with a war criminal at a football <laughs> yeah. game. Okay. And she she uh, stood her ground and said, look, uh, he's a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I don't base my friendships on political ideology. Did you hear her statement? Yes. It's absolutely it's fantastic. It's wonderful. Yeah, I, my so hat's cool. off to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very because refreshing. Because she's done, she's done some things like this before, where she, she rebels against the club, the club being these... Uh, uh, the leftist mob that uh, says you must adhere to our rules or you're on the outs. She doesn't buy that BS. No. And congratulations to her. That was my brief show. And even there. after her her remarkable comments, she's still getting further oh, pushback yeah. from uh, the, the people that you would think would be on her side. Yeah. I, I just... Uh... And she's also funny. 
But she gave the message that the left rejects, and that is, you're supposed to be kind to everybody. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and you know, you could, uh, the way CNN is interpreting her remarks is amazing. And yeah. They might be right. But <laughs> yeah. CNN interpreted her remarks to being uh, somewhat uh, of a chastisement to Trump. See how I'm behaving? Uh, yeah. You must be. Yes. I don't. I didn't sense that from her remarks, no. but if that's a byproduct of her remarks, so be it. She had genuine a, and heartfelt. Me too. She had a bit on her show a while back where there was a, a kid that had some malady of some sort and needed to raise money for treatment and whatnot. So she said, "I tell you what, if you can shoot this hockey puck through that little hole at the end, you know we're going to pay your hundred thousand dollar bill or mm-hmm. whatever." Well, the hockey puck was on a string. Yeah. So behind the the hole, there was some guy pulling on it, so, but it missed, so it ricocheted off, and then she went over and kicked it in. It was really, really funny. Plus, George uh, Bush has been on her show. Yeah. He's danced with her. They're buddies. Isn't that what the entire... Isn't that what life's human, supposed to be about? The human yes. spirit. And I had a deeper thought than that. Wouldn't Ellen hanging out with Bush do Bush... A lot of good. Oh, absolutely. Morally and ethically speaking, if Bush is the evil person you think he is, I don't think he is. But but the evil person they think oh, yeah. he is. Yeah. Wouldn't that Bush having a lesbian friend? Wouldn't that be good, Mr. President? Did you and Ellen uh, happen to share like a bucket of popcorn at the game? We had soda, soda pop. Uh huh. You ever have soda pop with a lesbian? <laughs> nope. I did. <laughs> Oh, well, it tastes it? the same. Does it? Yes. <laughs> tastes the same. Have you met Portia? She's uh, one hell of a girl. Mm-hmm. A lady. lady. She was Blame on that like. TV show. She was on Arrested, Arrested Development. Yeah, she was on Arrested Development. You ever watch that one, President? Arrested Development. Is that like a, a, a gated community? The Arrested Development? No. Like somebody put together. It's a really bad name for a uh, a, a location. I don't think so. Where do you guys live? We're over in uh, the Arrested Development. So the soda pop tastes the same. There was a great group named the Arrested Development. Yes, there was. Hey, Mr. Wendell. So, Mr. President, I'm guessing that Ellen and Portia have come to the ranch, and you guys hang out. Do you go? What do you go hunting? Or actually, a lot. What do you do? Clear brush. Brush. Clear brush. We got uh, Portia will hop in the back of the pickup, and we'll right. We got a little uh, dirt road. Go right down where the brush is. We call it the prop brush because uh-huh. what I do is I take it from the left side and just put it on the right side. So you always have right. some brush. It's always the same brush. Mr. President, are you by any chance, I don't think you are, but are you I'm by, not any, by Are you speaking in <laughs> euphemisms right now or are you, is this... He no, doesn't this know what euphemism English. means. I'm speaking English. Okay. okay. Uh, euphemism is that's over in Africa. Okay. That's, a, that's, a, that's a country over just below the belt, the sun belt of Africa. Okay. Just off the coast. Wow. The, uh, what is how, it, the another, Dove Coast? How do you respond? I know it's a soap ivory coast. How do you respond to being uh, referred to on Twitter as a, as a war criminal? Yeah. That's that's got to be hurtful. I thought I did a good job dodging the war anyway. I don't think I ever was in the war. <laughs> Didn't I? Didn't I dodge it? Yeah. I think I was uh, in school. I'm, I'm trying to find you here, sir, but my uh, computer is falling. GL politics. No, I know, but it's <laughs> GL it's, politics. I can't. It won't. It won't click on for me. Is the problem? It says the contents of this page have changed. Do you want to save your changes? No, uh, God, I'd say him. no. Please say no help to those him changes. He everything. Oh, I just deleted the damn thing. Oh, now we have to. No. Uh, and I know how. I know that. Where uh, am I? Is I, that me? I? You know, I, I understand. And to remind. And, and I'm gonna tell you. That I, I will 
I think it's very important. That was a bad Yesterday's day. positive report card shows children's do learn. Yes. If you're a single mother with two children, which is the toughest job in America as far as I'm concerned, and you're working hard to put food on your family. <laughs> That's, that was my favorite. That's my favorite. Some too. of my speech writers had a little fun with me on that one. Peter, are you going to ask that question with those shades on? No, I'm interested in the shade look, seriously. All right. Here. I'll keep it then. For the viewers, there's no sun. I guess it depends on your perspective. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'll uh, how about Admiral oh, I miss, D? I miss yeah, him. That one? I miss him. I, I need miss to do the him. Admiral one. You you, you, uh, mock, you mock me with. It's been said, uh, pres uh, George, President, that uh, the only place you're allowed to drive is on the ranch. The uh, Secret Service won't actually let you drive in public. Do you miss that? Uh, it's not only because the Secret Service. <laughs> I have failed my driver's test uh, three times, so I just I gave it up. I said the hell yes, with sir. it. Roger. Thank you, sir. Roger, Roger. That was fine. <laughs> Thank that you, was sir. another one of my funnies. Mr. President, you his said name was Roger. Hey, we got when, it. You we got it. it. We got it. But I wasn't. I didn't have a walkie-talkie. I can't find the one about Admiral D. Uh, here's one too. I just one more. We got to take a break. Yeah, one more. Too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their their love with women. Whoa. <laughs> Except Whoa. Ellen. Yeah. Except Ellen. Ellen, but not in the suite. I think she uh, in the privacy of her own home. When we come back, I'm going to share something with you, and I don't mean to do it humorously. I'm going to share something with you. Oh. I'm not ready. Okay. To share something with you that if I had it in my power, I would make sure every college student in America received a copy of what I'm about to tell you. All right. Hit the button now, dummy. Yeah. Thanks, Mr. President. Yesterday's positive report card shows children's do learn. Say, so don't forget those dates. The RF Molar's 10th annual watch event, October 24th through November 2nd, rotates through all three stores. It's a fantastic watch event. If I had it within my power, I would make sure that every student in a failed academy would get this piece. And I'm, I'm not bringing this up because of its, of its absurdity. It's not absurd. Uh, firefighters took 30 minutes to chisel an unidentified man who had gotten his arm stuck in his squat toilet. The man in Taizhang County, southeast Qian Prefecture in China, had kept a fish in his dorm bathroom that he wanted to eat. And the fish slipped out of his hands, went into the toilet, which is just a, a, a hole in the floor, oh, okay. and he reached his arm in there to get the fish, and he couldn't get it, and he got his arm stuck. Uh, and the, this was in a dormitory, dormitory bathroom. He was wearing the yellow jumpsuit. Okay. This is your socialism. This yeah. is your heroes, people. All you people who need crying rooms and hugs and animals to come in during your test so you can pet them for your stress. Here's a college student in China, so damn hungry. Yellow suit. He's got a fish in a bucket in the can. He loses the fish down the toilet. Yeah. After being rescued from the toilet, 
what? Something Come on, read it. The unidentified man in southwestern China revealed he had been looking for an escaped fish, which he had been keeping in a bucket in the bathroom. Reavers. When pulling it out to presumably kill it and cook it, uh, the fish uh, made its bid for freedom down the porcelain squat toilet. Not much of a freedom. And I'm ride. being serious. You spoiled brats out there. This is what life is like in a lot, a lot of places in the world. The video wow. of the rescue shows how it's... the man lying on the tiles of his worker's dormitory toilet, maybe he's a worker and this is a dormitory toilet, had his hand in a... Uh... Uh, to me, it. Uh, I don't want to... Um, Watch yourself. I, I know you're, you're you're trying to make a. I'm making a point, but uh, it you know was John Belushi there? Because it, 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 it's I don't know. It sounds like Animal I, It sounds like Reaver's Dorm in Mankato. <laughs> the footage, I mean, which has been viewed nearly three you know. million times, shows the firefighters working to free the unidentified uh, man's arm. To get him free, the rescuers uh, had to slowly chisel away at the porcelain and concrete. The firefighters covered the man's face as they performed the delicate operation that took a painstaking 30 minutes. Eventually, the man was liberated from his awkward predicament, largely unscathed. He was left with just a slightly swollen right arm and no other major grazes or bruises beyond his pride. The fish was not recovered. In, in, in all seriousness, think of what these college kids in this country bitch about. And here is a, I don't maybe he's just a worker. Did he also have one, He also had like a doobie the size of a turkey baster and a keg. And, but if you're saving a fish. One of those shirts that well, says that's college on it. You, 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 Hold you, on. Everybody takes their food for granted. This guy was so desperate, he, he had to save this fish. I think it's safe to say that all five of us, at one point or another in our lives, have been hungry. I don't think yeah, I've ever I'm, been I'm that hungry. That's my point. I kept a northern alive in a bathtub once for a couple of days. Yeah. What for? Why? Well, my fridge was on the fritz, and so I wanted to eat this northern. <laughs> and so I just kept buying bags of ice. and I knew I had no chance with this because of you know, morons. I understand your point, hey, John. Thanks, John. Here's Kenny. This is a 38-incher. Thing kept was a, it in your bathtub. thing was a monster. Why? He bathed with it. Hey, I'm almost done here. <laughs> but when you think of the behavior of My these extremist uh, extinction extremists today, and yes. the behavior of college campuses, uh, the kids on college campuses, and their their constant need to be reaffirmed and entitled and protected and soothed and cajoled, and here's this poor bastard. He loses a fish down the crapper. Mm -hmm. I will add to your college. I mean, really, it's just, it's but, it's sad. I will add to your college-themed uh, uh, um, uh, to only have speakers speak to you sure. if they fall in step with the liberal yeah. uh, calling of the school. Uh, honest to God, I would I would expose every college student in the country to that story if I had a way to do it. But mm -hmm. college kids, globally speaking, are just dumb morons <laughs> partying their way through four years of school that— Mom and Dad are paying for. I, I you're you're assigning a lot of respectable traits to this dumb clown. I'm not assigning anything to him except his circumstances. His circumstances suggest that the kids in this country never stop and realize how good they have it. Did we give up when the Germans attacked Pearl Harbor? That's right. The Germans. Uh, forget about it. He's, He's on, on a roll. roll. <laughs> He's rolling. The greatest line ever. <laughs> Germans. Uh, he's on a roll. <laughs> he's on a roll. Just let him go. <laughs>
John, what do you got? Anything more you want to touch base with? I'm. Uh, I got other stories, but we don't. We don't have to uh, unless you need them. I mean, uh, yeah, I certainly can. We need to make a decision you know on this Thursday night thing. It's coming up quickly, and one or more of us need to be down there. This we owe it to GLers. We have to be there. GLers all over the state, all over the Midwest, the country, the world. Well, they want all right. I'm our, calling seniority privileges. I'm not going. They after, want our perspective. After and, John's song today, that might change. <laughs> Why don't you go, Rook? How about a nice dinner at Capitol Grill or uh, Parlor or wherever, and then we, you know, roll over to Target. Well, Center but you got. How are you going to get in? Got to have a ticket. Well, I don't need to get in. I need. I, I, I more fun outside. We need to see the mayhem. That, mm-hmm. that Plus, isn't it supposed to rain basically downtown. all day Thursday? Minneapolis. I I would encourage you to. It'd be great for the Friday podcast to have your reports. Not me. Don't look at me well, over your glasses. Yeah, I, uh, I can't. I I have a. Prior engagement. What about you, Reeves? I hate all of you right now. <laughs> you're the one with a connection to it. I yeah. You're the one that raises his voice a lot about the crime and the mayor. And uh... what about you, Rook? I can, I can, I can maybe possibly do it. I don't know <laughs> if I want to go to that mayhem. Will it be safe? Well, that's what reporters do. Hmm. So put on your reporter hat. Yeah, we got my uh, reporter hat. How you doing maybe there? If we, maybe if we give you a free theater ticket, <laughs> you can take one oh. of your family. How was Mean Girls, by the way? Uh, mean Girls was pretty good. I was very. I did not see Tina Fey, but it was pretty damn good. I'm not going because I had to go to the RNC for this show, and uh, <laughs> that was enough. Look what that got you. Just tear gassed. I tried to get tickets to it. Wait a minute, Kenny. Something's not ringing true about that. We broadcast live from the RNC. No, you didn't. Yeah. We were on that radio roll, Rook, remember? Yes, because I saw Sam. No, who did I see? Who cares who you saw? Yes, you were, because I I was on your air. But we were there. Because I ran the board. Yeah. That's when I first started filling in. You weren't on the air during your show. Wait a minute. You may have gone down. I didn't go for Roycey. No, you, you may have gone down a different day. I only think we did. We were there one day. Yeah, we. I know we did a broadcast from there because we were in uh, River Center, right yep. inside there. Yep. I remember there was the radio a long roll. radio roll, and we were in there. So I don't know. Uh, I'm. I'm sure you're not. Uh, I'm sure you're telling me the truth. I just don't know what it involves. But you were outside, though. Yeah, I didn't. So you it. still could call in. Right. Right, and I did a number of calls. Yeah, I remember that. Do you know what that marked the beginning of, that RNC? It was the first time I heard the use of the word Twitter. Hmm. 2008. Really? 2008. And it literally had just developed. And everyone at the paper was just a gaga about, oh, well, we have somebody inside who'll Twitter us. And I kept asking people, what are you talking about? <laughs> what What is that? What does that mean? Was and that even after explaining... I your didn't know what guy. they meant. Who's your tech? Julio. Julio. Julio Zapata Ojeda. Yeah. Or he's Julio a, Ojeda Zapata. He's a fun guy. He's a good guy. I don't know where he is. Anybody got a ladder I can borrow? That yeah. One? Yeah. Some, he actually wrote a book about using Twitter. Oh, he's a Twitter in the, expert. In the early days. Yeah. And look at how far you've come now. we got to get Twitter. Grunhofer on Twitter. Yeah, we yeah, for no sure doubt. do. You know, I talked to Mike Fratelloni the other day. I don't think I'm talking out of school. He had a great idea. He wants Spencer Grunhofer from Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Mm -hmm. Highway 61. He wants a Grunhofer cooler in all his stores. Oh, Next to the grill. So you oh. can buy the brats while you're at the hardware oh, store. That's a great idea. Lake Street. Isn't so that close. wonderful? That's Isn't that wonderful? Idea. I'd eat Grunhoffers every night. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. 
Grunhofer's old fashioned meats. Wouldn't you, couldn't you see the cooler with that fancy Grunhofer yes. script on it? We talked yes. about this on the beer show. That's last brilliant. Week. Yeah. Oh, he, he! I like his brain. Stop in there for a pit smoked pork brat, a bacon fireball brat. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe just you just do brats, Spence. Maybe you just do brats at the Frataloni's. Keep it simple. And then, you know, at the at the main no. at the main shop, that's no. where you got the hamburgers no. and the steaks and the chops. Uh, and the, I need smoked salmon on smoked Lake salmon. Street. Right? I need smoked salmon on Lake Street. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know. Spencer's got a lot of people offering him uh, great ideas. That's because they love the meat so much. They just love the meat yes. so much. And people are traveling from long distances with their own coolers. Across the country. Across the country. Yes. And you can't miss it because there's a big GL sign right out in front of the parking lot because it's become a garage <laughs> logic. Uh, that's a game. That's a game tweet. <laughs> Check out my... Uh, I'm doing an ad right now. I know you are. And this is Spence, though. Spence is, Spence is casual. Spence is part of the show here. 130 pork brought flavors. You must grill them. What a night for grilling tonight. Mm -hmm. 70, oh, 70 yeah, degrees. Perfect. Beautiful. And watching game four. Oh, wait Whoops. a minute. What? No, no, what? Sorry. what? That's no, over. no game four. Spencer's, uh, Spencer Grunhofer. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo on the north side of Hugo, right on Highway 61. You can't miss it. And then uh, tell them the Garage Logic staff sent you. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, that was a really nice tweet that my son had sent out. When you finally prepared to enter the toilet after your dad, could you do me a favor and not include me in your tweets, please? <laughs> uh, you already blocked me or muted me or something, so I don't. You don't get them anyway. Yeah, I, I was playing by right. this all weekend. <laughs> all right, thank you, GLers. <laughs> I think I think you're secretly following me, Reavers. I think it's been settled that you will be uh, in downtown Minneapolis Thursday night. I'm really looking forward to All it. Right. <laughs> as much as I'm looking forward to my email inbox tomorrow. Thanks, John. <laughs> Say we've got some uh, new developments on the GarageLogic.com site. New Holcomb cartoon, all of the Garage Logic podcasts, and if you're looking, we got a little special treat: the Monday Night Sports Talk that was released yesterday at six o'clock is right there on the Garage Logic site. Is that how you'll get it from here on out? No, we're gonna change that. But this was just the debut, the launch. I like, I like the idea of me being there because people will go there. Why not? Go to the site, baby. Garage get that under control. Logic.com. We'll catch you next time. GL podcast version.